0: Many people don't realize often is that we have a mission of job training and job placement and that the, the proceeds from our stores and other ventures fund these program. And with that structure, we have 165 autonomous agencies. So each goodwill and each local community has its own CEO and board that governs it and with that has its own purview on how they serve that community. So each Goodwill does something a little bit different, which is great for serving the needs of the community, but makes it quite a challenge for internal communications.
1: That's Beth Perel, Vice President of Communications and Information Management with Goodwill Industries International. Beth and her colleague Arlene McCrean are our guests on this edition of the Society for New Communications Research Podcast, in which we'll talk about the challenges facing a nonprofit organization as it tries to develop an intranet delivering relevant content to targeted staff without communication overload. I'm your host, Steve Lubetkin. As recently as 12 years ago, Goodwill Industries communicated with 165 U.S. and Canadian member organizations through something referred to as the weekly package. This was a stack of photocopied memos and supporting materials mailed to the CEOs at the member organizations, and often the information would get no farther than the busy CEO's desk, even though it could be useful to other senior staff and mid-level managers in retail workforce development and other business lines. Sometimes the packages would remain unopened, and vital information would never reach the intended audience. Joining us on the Society for New Communications Research podcast today to talk about the Goodwill Award of Excellence is Beth Perrell Vice President of Communications and Information Management at Goodwill. She's joined by Arlene McCrean, Senior Director of Online Media at Goodwill. Beth Perel joined Goodwill in... 2005, as part of its portal team to make information accessible to local Goodwills and help develop a culture of knowledge sharing. In 2009, she became Vice President of Communications and Information Management and she oversees web development, media relations, social media, and communication strategies. Arlene leads the team responsible for Goodwill's social media initiatives and its public websites, including the award winning My Story blog. She's the co inventor of the Donation Impact Calculator located at donate.goodwill.org. Collectively, her team's online reach extends to more than 7 million visitors annually. Beth and Arlene, thanks for joining us on the Society for New Communications Research podcast.
0: Thanks for having us, Steve. We're glad to be here.
1: It's great to have you, and congratulations on winning the um, Award of Excellence in the Internal Communications category. Talk a little bit about how Goodwill Industries finds uh, internal communications to be important.
0: Well, Steve, you may know Goodwill for our stores. Uh, That's often how people first recognize Goodwill. We have over 2,600 stores across the U.S. and Canada. Uh, But what many people don't realize often is that we have uh, a mission of job training and job placement and that the the proceeds from our stores and other ventures fund these programs. And with that structure, we have 165 autonomous uh, agencies. So each goodwill and each local community has its own CEO and board that governs it. And with that, uh, has its own purview on how they serve that community. Uh, So each goodwill does something a little bit differently, which is is great for serving the needs of the community, but makes it quite a challenge for internal communications. Uh, So internal communications, we have over 100,000 employees now. It's critical for us to be able to get the word out and get the word out easily and efficiently.
1: So what were the first steps you took? You had an intranet, but it wasn't being very heavily used. And what made you decide to try something different?
0: The previous issue of the the intranet was launched in in late 2005. And, you know, over several years, it's good to take a look at your technology and see what new is out there. Uh, Some of the feedback we were getting from our users was, was somewhat typical. It was too many clicks. Um, Need need to have more things available on the front page, which drove us to uh, this dashboard model that we have uh, currently in our new site uh, built on Alfresco software. Um, We also wanted to make sure we had a more robust search engine uh, because we were getting some feedback about uh, not being able to find within the first couple pages of the search results what, what folks were looking at. So with this new model and the personal dashboard, a user can then essentially put their own front page together. Uh, since we have such a wide population of, of users and individuals within Goodwill, it was um, most useful to be able to allow some customization and to put those frequently used resources on the front page
1: one of the issues that often comes up in um, setting up this kind of internal communications tool for not-for-profit organizations, particularly the, the kind that have the, the diverse missions that you have, is that a lot of your people are not um, directly connected to the uh, Internet on a, on a regular, daily, continuous basis. Was that an issue for you?
0: We, we do see that. Um, we have some employees who are, are more desk-bound, tied to their computers a little more, uh, than, say, uh, workers in the retail environment. They're a little more on the go and traveling to the stores, and we are looking and exploring at mobile a little bit more to help bring those workers into the fold a little bit more. Did you want to say anything more
2: about that? Well, I think that you're you're right. Uh, we did realize that some of our users were definitely more, I suppose, you, you could say desk-bound, and so that helped us actually define our primary target audience, so it, it did On the one hand, it is a disadvantage, but on the other hand, it did give us an advantage to know about uh, primary communities we could focus on and have successes uh, from the beginning.
1: And that is um, an interesting point, too, that you, from the very beginning, decided to focus on your business lines in communities rather than just by the the traditional business silos. Talk a little bit about how that evolved.
0: Well, we do have the, the various job functions as our communities. I think we have about 14 different communities now and and some of them are based on uh, traditional job functions like HR, uh, retail, workforce development. Uh, But there's also, I I guess, sub-communities or groups within workforce development or our mission groups uh, based on either grant funding or specific populations that the groups are working with, uh, such as youth. That's a, a, a new community that we're launching. Um, so it really is depending on what the need is out there and working with those groups who are really interested in wanting to grow that community.
1: Now you worked with a, an open source document management system. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, Alfresco. What made you decide to go with Alfresco and how has that experience been using an open source, um, software package for, for this kind of an implementation?
0: Well, it's, it's been interesting. We, we first uh, started looking at Alfresco while with our, our previous software uh, because they were really being lauded for their document management capabilities. And as we started to look at the software a little bit deeper, we saw that there were other features that we could utilize like the dashboard and decided to make that shift. Uh, the open source model has worked well for us uh, because like I mentioned, our, our structure of autonomous agencies makes it a little tricky in determining how many licenses we might need, which is a traditional software uh, purchase model. Uh, with the, the open source, we have that kind of open, and we can allow more users into the fold.
1: You started the project deployment around uh, the spring of 2010. How did it all roll out over the course of the next several months? Was it a fairly smooth process, or did you have some some speed bumps along the way?
0: With any software project, you're always going to have some lessons learned right away, aren't you? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say there was anything uh, atypical from a, a typical software development process. And, you know, we've we learned some things and tweaked some things. It was new software, a new structure to the site. So, of course, there were things that we had to to look at and, and revisit a little bit. Um, you know, what, what everyone had access to and, and how we were uh, uh, rolling that out. But... No, nothing significant.
1: And, of course, the most important evidence that it's a successful project is that your user base has increased. The number of visitors coming to the site has gone up. Talk about that a little bit.
0: Well, yeah, that, that was, of course, our ultimate goal and anyone's goal in a uh, a project like this. And uh, we've been really delighted to, to see that growth. Uh, I think what's drawn people back to the site... Uh, the dashboard being one of the, the nice features. Another feature that um, we implemented on our, our site there is very something so simple, um, but it was a little more complex on the old site. We implemented this tool called the People Finder. It's just a quick phone lookup uh, to look up somebody by first or last name that you can plug in as, as kind of a, a widget, or we call them dashlets, within our software um, to just look up somebody's first name, and people really love that tool.
1: So in terms of the, uh, the reaction, you know, you obviously got an, a, a dramatic increase in people using the site, and you've had some positive feedback from people. Um, are they asking for any additional features that you're looking at adding to it?
0: One of the things that we're still looking at is our what we call good stock. It's our, our uh, database of stock photographs. Um, we're, we're still using a, a different software for that. We're looking for ways to, to bring that into the fold. Um, it's it's a different way of tagging content, so it's been a little bit of a challenge for us.
1: Does the uh, Alfresco software support the idea of adding rich media like, like photos, video, audio?
0: Yes. Uh, there was another feature that we really liked with Alfresco. It, it takes I can't even tell you how many document types.
2: Yeah, We'd be hard-pressed to find a type that it, it didn't take. <laughs> well, uh, one of the other new uh, uh, things that we've Someone is piloting right now uh, in one of the communities. They're piloting how you can set up a wiki and really get the community involved in that. And I I think, I suspect this may be um, true across many organizations that just getting people to step up and actually participate is one of the biggest parts of the challenge. Uh, They're having some successes in this community and they're being very deliberate about it. And uh, it has to do with, uh, HR onboarding. So it's these community of HR professionals across the Goodwill Network that are interested in what the other organizations are doing and tools they're using and maybe templates that are sort of goodwill for the new people that they're bringing on board. So it's become a really active community, and I think it's a really good model for us to look at going forward with really stimulating more engagement.
1: I mean, if you could talk in terms of, you know, the actual how this project actually affects the daily work life of the individuals who use it. You know, give me an example of how someone might access this system to do their job more efficiently or help Goodwill or help a Goodwill client more efficiently.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think there's several use cases. Um, like Arlene was saying, our, our groups, uh, the communities like to share across Uh, their their agencies and and something like uh, onboarding or HR activities that might be fairly similar across the board, even though the Goodwill's mission may be different. Um, Bringing somebody into a new organization, there's several steps that are are very familiar that can be leveraged um, and don't need a whole lot of tweaking or reinventing of the wheel. So there's that kind of looking for um, best practices or common practices of a particular task. Uh, instead of starting from scratch, we do have a, a great environment or great culture for people wanting to share, wanting to reach out to uh, their colleagues to be able to utilize something that's been done and proven successful. I'd say that's one of the big reasons someone would go on to the site. Um, another is that we have a daily newsletter called Goodwill Today, and that's published Monday through Friday, and that has several member articles, um, or three, three articles a day. Uh, about things that are going on in the membership, trends within workforce development or retail that might be of interest to our readership. Um, And so we sent out an email with links to those articles to draw people into the site, but also added a feature of being able to comment on the articles. And we we see a lot of commenting when there's um, a story about highlighting somebody's personal success, uh, if there is some sort of crisis or tragedy uh, there's an outpouring of empathy for that that goodwill we see a lot of comments in those situations
2: mm-hmm. yeah the goodwill today uh, news items are featured on the home page of the internet and they are actually one of the components that is locked into the dashboard you can't remove that and uh typically we feature a uh, a news item from one of our Goodwills, and they very much like to promote themselves for this venue, and I think that alone kind of brings people to it, because they're wanting to find out about others, just kind of like going to the People magazine of Goodwill every morning. You kind of want to see what the gossip is, and what's going on, and so I think that's a great thing. I think it's really natural for people to want to read about themselves and see themselves there and to see what other people are doing. So. It almost
1: becomes uh, competitive in a positive sort of way. Exactly,
2: yeah. exactly.
1: And so um, has the, the move to this system led to any, um, aside from the increase in users um, and the, the increased activity on the system, has it led to any significant wins for Goodwill clients? Anything that you can point to that maybe is an outgrowth of someone being able to help them more quickly, more efficiently from the system?
0: Something that jumps to mind is the Undercover Boss promotion, maybe? Yeah. There was a a program participant who became an employee at one of our local Goodwills, and um, Undercover Boss, the television show, had a a contest uh, to... Nominate the employee of the month, and then the ultimate winner of that contest. And and through our platform there in Goodwill's today we were able to really push out and motivate and energize our our employee base to vote for for our choice. And he did ultimately win. So that was that was kind of a fun yeah. fun yeah time there. Yeah. And he won a prize and things like that. oh,
1: yeah. that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, and also through this through these news items, we also push out. Uh, opportunities for the local goodwill agencies to participate in grants that obviously mm. impact the people that they're serving. So those are typically competitive in nature and so that's also an incentive for them to come back and uh, that obviously will lead to a direct impact on the people that are served in communities across the U.S. and Canada. So.
1: So what are you guys going to be doing next? What's the, the next big project that you are going to do? Is it just enhancements to this existing system, or do you have something else in mind for increased engagement among employees?
0: Well, we're kind of at a crossroads right now. We are starting to just start thinking about that. You know, We're looking at mobile across the board uh, for a public engagement and seeing where that might make sense internally, either through learning or, like we were mentioning, perhaps with retail employees who may not be near the desktop computer very frequently, and uh, where that may make, se- make sense. So that's something we're starting to explore.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that um, now uh, our this this uh, internet as a whole is now about ten years old, and I think it's really a part of the goodwill culture now. And uh, from this is a little bit of future thinking and and hopeful, but I I feel like it's time we could begin to open up the Internet a little bit more to less uh, monitored uh, contributions. I think they're a responsible bunch of people, and I think that we could begin to engage a lot more dynamic interactions if we uh, begin to give them that responsibility and expect that they uh, will participate and do it responsibly and in that spirit of really contributing to the greater good.
1: And that's a bit of a departure for a large organization because most large organizations are you know, very restrictive on how people can use certain tools.
2: Yeah, I think we have a really great uh, forward-thinking and innovative leader here. So um, I, I think that we will be able to entrust our users with that.
1: Well, Arlene and uh, Beth, I'd like to thank you for joining us today and congratulations again on your Society for New Communications Research Excellence Award.
2: Great. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks for joining thank us on the podcast.
2: Thanks.
1: Beth Perrell is Vice President of Communications and Information Management and Arlene McCrean is Senior Director of Online Media from Goodwill Industries. You can read more about the Goodwill Industries Internal Communications Case Study on the Society for New Communications Research website at sncr.org forward slash node N-O-D-E forward slash four four seven. And if you'd like more information about the Sprint Nextel Social Media Ninjas program, you can read the case study on the Society for New Communications Research website. Go to sncr.org forward slash node N-O-D-E forward slash 448. We produce this program in the studios of Lubetkin Global Communications in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, on the web at lubetkin.net. For everyone at the Society for New Communications Research, this is Steve Lubetkin. You can contact me at steve at lubetkin.net or on Twitter as Podcast Steve. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.